Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Closer to home. Let's talk about some of the chaos we saw on BC Ferries on the weekend. Wow. The busiest, one of the busiest travel weekends of the year with the Victoria Day long weekend. What a time for the BC Ferries website to crash. Yeah, the app went down too. Their phone system was down for hours yesterday. The travelers trying to get information about the ferry system on one of the busiest travel days of the year. And it was difficult for a lot of people. Got Jim Abrams standing by to discuss. First, let's have a listen to this report here. This is Global News reporter Kamal Karamali. You will also hear the voice of BC Ferry spokesperson Deborah Marshall. This morning, trying to access my uh, my check-in details to get on the ferry, I uh, wasn't able to access it. Except they weren't able to check schedules, routes, or sailing conditions. The website back up late afternoon, nine hours after going down. I mean, I- didn't expect it. It is very poor timing. BC Ferries didn't seem to have an answer on why it was caught unprepared. Why wasn't there a mitigation plan for something like this? Unfortunately, this issue did crop up. We weren't expecting it. <laughs> no, they weren't expecting the website to crash and the phone app to go down and their phones to get shut down. Uh, they did restore service later in the day, but man, that was a pretty chaotic day on the ferries. Meanwhile, take a look at some of the service on Bowen Island. Boy, residents there unhappy with cancellation of sailings on the weekend. Let's discuss it all with my guest now, Jim Abram. Jim is a former director, elected director for the Discovery Islands, and he is a longtime fierce advocate for an improved ferry service in B.C., especially for ferry-dependent communities like the one where he lives. Hey, Jim, thanks for coming on today. Hey, Mike, it's great talking to you again. Yeah, it really is great to have you back. So let's talk about the situation here on the weekend. So we see the BC Ferries website go down, the app crashes, the phones were shut down for many hours, one of the busiest travel days of the year. What do you think of that? What are your thoughts? Hey, hey BC Ferries has met with us for years at our ferry advisory committees, and their uh, constant whining about the fact that their uh, IT service is absolutely abysmal. They have not been able to fix it in at least five years. It still doesn't work. And with the technology out there, I mean, they should get a bunch of 14-year-olds out there and <laughs> take care of it, for good, goodness sake. This is what are some ridiculous. Of the pro- what are some of the problems with it? I have no idea. I mean, why in this day and age they can't keep a corporation of that size, can't keep all of their IT stuff working? all the time is way beyond me. I mean, you can call anybody else in the world and you can get uh, fairly consistent IT work. Um, But, you know, our biggest problems are, you know, this is our marine highway and we absolutely cannot depend on that highway anymore with breakdowns, breakdowns on brand new vessels that we paid gazillions of dollars for. We have crewing shortages across the board. 
Um, and that's not the crew's fault. You know, that's BC Ferry's fault. It's a nationwide problem, but why didn't they react to this sooner? Like at the time of COVID, perhaps, they could have started, uh, could have started offering all the incentives they're talking about now, uh, which is, you know, too little, too late. Um, these daily breakdowns are killing us. Uh, people cannot defend, depend on getting to work, getting to school, getting to appointments. It's just not happening. We've got people on Bowen Island saying, hey, they're going to move off. Well, that's starting to happen on all the islands. They can't do their business, and they can't make their appointments. So what are they going to do? They're going to have to go where they can. That's terrible that okay. uh, uh, something like a ferry service could screw up an island. Well, speaking of Bowen Island, yeah, we saw lots of cancellations on BC Ferries sailings to and from Bowen Island over the long weekend, frustrating residents there. Let's have a listen to one of the Bowen Island residents speaking out here. This is Tamson Miley speaking to Global News. Let's listen. Those on Bowen Island were also caught off guard when the Saturday afternoon sailings were suddenly cancelled, leaving many stranded with no information. People were very confused. The sheer number of people who were desperately trying to get off the island, as well as the sheer number of people who were trying to get home, was was quite, quite chaotic. Okay, speaking to ferries advocate Jim Abram about some of the problems we saw on the BC ferries on the weekend. So, Jim, t- tell me a little bit about that, like cancelled sailings. You know, yesterday... Uh, along with all these other cancellations and, and breakdowns, et cetera. You know, we've got the uh, two ferry service, which we fought hard for for years. We've got two ferries going back and forth between Campbell River and Quadra Island. And yesterday, all of the ferries were shut down because there was a stalled car on the ramp for over an hour and a half. Now, give me a break. There's a you know dozen tow trucks within minutes that could have towed that vehicle off of there, and they didn't. So, wow. you know, all these people are completely inconvenienced and hampered by the fact that, that uh, somebody's stuck on a ramp. That's ridiculous. Um, what's, what's changed? You know, we supposedly had a government saying, oh, we're going to get rid of the ferry corporation, Oregon promising they're going to tear up the Coastal Ferry Act. Never did it. So what is BC Ferries service these days? Supposedly government run, still has two boards, still has an executive, uh, still has, you know, total dysfunction. And we've got the commissioner, the commissioner, supposedly independent, offering a nine plus percent increase annually for a service we don't get. Give me a break. Let's talk. So then the government comes along and yeah. says, oh, well, we're going to make it 3% annually. I think there's a bit of collusion there. You tell them 9, we'll tell them 3, we'll be the good guys. Okay, let's talk a little bit about those fares, Jim. Like, how would you describe the fares right now, especially for people who depend on the ferries on a regular basis, like in the community where you live? What are the fares like? Well, the fares are going up regularly. We're paying, we're paying fares to ride the ferry at the same time that we're paying the subsidy to the government that they give to the ferries through our taxes. So we're paying for the ferry two times every time we get on it. Um, that is not right. This should, this should be treated just like the inland ferries, the freshwater ferries. They're free and they're run 
through the Ministry of Transportation and Highways. That's where our marine highway needs to be, back in that Ministry of Transportation and funded accordingly. We don't need contractors out there saying, you know, we can't do it, we can't do this, we can't do that. Um, If you had your bridges or your roads arbitrarily closed because, oh, we had a staffing shortage, oh, we had a breakdown, give me a break once again. Uh, Those kinds of things, people would not put up with it. But we have to put up with it. All the people on all the islands, including Vancouver Island, um, you know, that's a a huge number of people. It's 30% of the gross domestic product of this province being hampered by ineptness of government to run a ferry system. It's a bus. Would you say... Would you say that when you talk about comparing BC ferries to British Columbia's highway system, and you'd like to see this brought back under the control of the Ministry of Transportation directly, are you saying like the ferry system should be considered the same as a highway system that should be free to use? It, uh, whether it's free or not is another discussion, but it should be under highways. It is yeah. a highway. It is just the same as pavement, terrestrial highway. It's marine highway. It joins two terrestrial points, and people depend on making that crossing, and they can't depend on it anymore because of breakdowns and staff shortages and all of the other reasons that, you know, Ferries comes up with for not sailing. These are brand-new vessels, for goodness sake, Michael. Yeah. And, and they are breaking constantly, daily they're breaking, not, not once in a while. It's every day. What difference, what difference would it make if BC Ferries was brought back into the ministry's control, like a regular Crown Corporation like it was in the past? How would that, how would that make a difference? I mean, you still got to run the boats on time and, and get people to where they need to go, no matter what the governance structure is, right? Like, how would that make it a difference if it was brought back under into the ministry? Well, then you'd see the same kind of service provided as you see on your highways. What happens when a rock falls down on the road and crushes it? And, uh, you know, uh, the highway crews are there immediately to fix it. Uh, so the same kind of thing would be happening with BC ferries. Anything happens that disrupts the flow of traffic is going to be dealt with immediately. And that's what happens, what needs to happen under a ministry as opposed to uh, the way it's being done now. Through I don't even know what BC ferries is anymore. You know, supposedly yeah. the government <laughs> took it over. Um, and we've, we've still got these couple of boards and an executive and, uh, you know, Joy McPhail doing whatever she's doing. And uh, we've got a new guy running the uh, show that Mark Collins used to do quite well, actually. And uh, it's just not working. They do you think failed? Do you think that we've seen, seen reports of some people in Bowen Island here just throwing their hands up, just fed up with some of the, the service disruptions like we saw on the weekend of canceled fail, sailings, people stranded, and some people saying, you know what, I think I am just might 
move move off this island like forget about relying on this ferry system anymore are you hearing that as well from people in ferry dependent other ferry dependent communities <laughs> i'm hearing it here on quadra island i'm hearing it on cortez island people are doing it people are moving they're saying you know we can't put up with this anymore and then i'm hearing back from those people that have moved over to say vancouver island or lower, lower mainland or whatever and they say you know what it's great. We don't have to depend on the ferry anymore because we couldn't depend on the ferry. So now we are actually able to go to a doctor's appointment that we've had scheduled for a year uh, to see a specialist. And now we can go to that doctor's appointment and know we're going to get there. Okay. We don't get that with ferry service. We don't get our ambulance service at night anymore. They canceled that. So, you know, that golden hour of getting somebody to a hospital no longer exists. It can't happen. Jim Abram, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Michael, and take care. You bet.